listener. Hi, and welcome back to Broadsheet Sydney Around Town. I'm Emma Joyce, Features Editor at Broadsheet, and I host this short guide to Sydney. Now, if you were looking for any food inspiration on Instagram, maybe during the pandemic, but probably a little bit before that, every night of the week is a really popular Instagram handle to follow for just tips and tricks on how to make food from what you probably already have in the cupboard and bring something together that's not bland. It's really exciting, but maybe you didn't have to follow a recipe step by step. We've got the woman behind every night of the week here with us, food stylist and cookbook author Lucy Tweed. Hi, Lucy. Hello. How are you? Good, thank you. Now, we're speaking to you for a very special reason because you're going to be the chef of the month taking over social enterprise Too Good in Darlinghurst. Before we get to that, though, Mm -hmm. I'd love to know the story behind how every night of the week started. In all honesty, totally by accident or just it unfolded as most of my Instagram posts It just kind of tumbled out. I would have just had my third child, Winter, and she was six weeks old. What I am good at is managing my time and making sure that I stay happy while I do it, which is one of the most important things. I'm a food stylist, so I obviously had an Instagram account that I've been working on for some time and I had quite a, you know, I was quite conscious of what I was putting on there. It's quite professional. If you don't know that side of me, there is that professional side. There is a professional tone to me that I can bring to the party. You know, I've worked with some incredible brands over the years in various areas from food media to TV commercials to large scale events. This August, particularly, we've got a lot of FIFA stuff going on. It's just so exciting. But, you know, starting to manage my full-time work and feeding the kids at night, I wanted to remind myself what I was feeding them and what worked and where I could squeeze in those extra minutes. Like, was it in the morning? Was I throwing chicken into a pan in the morning and then popping it in the oven later? And so every now and then I'd post these things on my more polished Instagram handle and I got a lot of traction and a lot of interest from people who, like me, worked full time but also had to face that crazy two-hour period where you have to jam all your love, your patience, your nourishing, your nurturing. In, it's like a two-hour window of just absolute chaos. But anyway, I wanted, to, I wanted to park these recipes somewhere and I knew that all these other people in the same boat were checking this out and asking questions. So I just thought I've got to actually put these somewhere else because this is my more professional space. So I started every night of the week. It was very calming and relaxing because I got to just play with some fruit and vegetables. I got to cook the things that I wanted to cook. There was no kind of writing motive. I wanted the food to look delicious. All of it is shot literally before my family eats it. So it's not pre-cooked <laughs> cold food. I do stagger it. So now I might post something that I we ate last week. But the food is the food we eat. It's far from the experience of doing your job. Yeah, exactly. As a food stylist. Exactly. So it's always want it to look delicious. I want it to seem achievable and be achievable, not just seem achievable. And I want to be able to open the window to everything not being polished and perfect, which for a while Instagram was completely about that. There wasn't much real time on there. So my... Notes underneath each recipe were very ad lib. 
and there'd often be a blow off of steam, whether it be celebratory or neg- negative. I'd say it's kind of no bullshit. It's yeah, perfect. You kept it concise. Yeah. A friend of mine did say to me once, how drunk are you when you write your posts? I'm like, I'm not, absolutely not. Which one are you talking about? And, it, you know, it's very funny because that's just how my brain narrates life generally. And then I have other friends who will say, oh, I love that recipe you did. And I'm like, which one? And they're like, you know, the chicken. And I'm like, no, no. And they're like, the one that you talked about, the wrapper, and then you had to make the sound with how the wrapper would say it if that was the recipe name, da, da, da. And I'm like, oh, I know exactly which one you're talking about. Now, if I say to you, some fruit that I've now completely forgotten that's frozen and it makes this kind of like marble sound as though it's kind oh, of rolling. tomatoes. Yeah, So exactly. beautiful, wasn't it? <laughs> You've just created your second cookbook. Mm. This time it's every night of the week, veg. Mm-hmm. So it's all vegetarian dishes. Mm-hmm. How does it feel then to kind of put that together in a very edited way? It's an interesting process, actually. Um, and one I should be used to because I've styled so many books for other people. The first book was very much, I just rolled with my process. I just trusted it. I went with it. I can't even tell you what the shoot schedule was or how long it took to shoot. I just knew I had to have all of my content delivered by this point. So I can't, was it over three months? I can't remember. Did I shoot five recipes a day or what? So when we came back around to do book two, I had this mental list, little like internal chat where I thought, all right, it's time to get, put your proper boots on here. This is round two. Just take this seriously. You know, I'd had the... I'd had the chat with my um, publisher about book two syndrome, which I didn't know about, but then suddenly I knew about. Is it like second album (laughs) syndrome? I think so, so, but it's not a thing until it's a thing. And then it's a thing. So, so then I, so anyway, I was like, right, it's time to get serious. Be professional, book your team in, schedule the days, make it tight. And it was so stressful. (laughs) It was so stressful. And I really, I really took it out of me doing it that way. It really um, exhausted me. And I ended up having to, on my first proofread of the entire book, cancelling a family holiday short because I realised I needed to rewrite a chapter that just seemed completely off brand and trying too hard and a second book syndrome And not being <laughs> yourself. And actually this this whole concept was about kind of revealing more of you as a person, your personality. Yeah, yeah exactly. So after falling for a few TikTok spiration moments, I had to just walk away, shake my head and say, just cook what you cook and then take the meat out. So that's basically what it is. And um, are there any recipes in your second cookbook, the vegetarian one, that you use frequently with your family? A lot. So the scrap burger gets used a lot, which is what we'll end up talking about today. It was really important for me to um, make a veggie burger that wasn't particularly one thing or another. Like I didn't want it to be just cauliflower. I also didn't want it to be totally like bean or binder heavy. I had, my son had a vegetarian friend and he came away with us on a weekend. And so I was like, Oh, I'll just whip up some burgers. And it was the most revolting thing I'd ever made. So I was really conscious that I really wanted to make something super delicious that kind of didn't, you know, I mean, I know this whole thing, like if you're not going to eat meat, why do you want something that tastes like meat? I still want that element in a burger. Like I want crispy edges. I want it to be juicy. There's beetroot in it. So even if it does get juicy on you, it it dribbles 
plus <laughs> in a way. But the scrap burgers are great because you just, it's literally relying on um, stuff that's in your wilty and in your cupboard at the end of the day. And it's, so it's a great weekend thing to slide into the menu. Well, let's talk about why you've said we'll be talking about the scrap burger. Okay, so you've partnered with Too Good, which is a social em- enterprise, and they support women who've experienced or are experiencing domestic violence, homelessness, and trauma connected to that. And the cafe that they have in Darlinghurst, you're going to be taking over that cafe's menu for an entire month. And I know the scrap burger is on the menu. Yes. This is so, so exciting. I, it's such a huge honour for me. I, um, I must clarify straight away that when we say taking over, that sounds so exciting, but I won't actually be there cooking. I have contributed and spoken to the um, chefs there about what is what would be great at this time of year. And so we've worked out a menu based on three recipes from my book, and one of them, yes, is the scrap burger. I have to just revert back to it being an honour to be included in this. After having conversations in the lead up to the launch of the book and all these things kind of whirling around, I landed in a spot where suddenly I saw how incredible this was. Tugulko are absolutely fantastic, hugely important. Other chefs that have done this kind of thing, not necessarily a menu takeover, we'll say. Mm, yeah, menu takeover. Include Kylie Kwong, uh, Tama Carey. Amazing. Incredible chef. Incredible chef. Incredible. So you're joining You're joining that. I know. I feel, I feel a little bit, I, you know, I can't help the imposter syndrome being called a chef. I understand it's the branding. <laughs> um, I'm a cook and I'm very, 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 very proud and humbled to be in such esteemed company. And also just in such a valuable space. I'm very conscious of my platform and the space that I offer to brands or, you know, collaborations. They do have to be true to my heart. So what else is on the menu? Can you run us through the other yeah, dishes? Yeah, absolutely. We have one of my favorite recipes that I have been doing for ages. It's, a, it's actually on my YouTube channel. It's called Canned Bread Soup. And this is just a play on words. The bread is not canned. It's It just basically relies on some stale bread, a couple of cans from the pantry, which, you know, if you are anything like me, you tend to kind of shop for the war when there are specials on. <laughs> so a couple of cans from the pantry and then some random greens. It could be broccoli, beans, kale, whatever. You know, I feel like we've all got something. could even be rocket. Anyway, it's just really lovely, rich soupy. There's a lot of activity involved in it, which I think's always fun if you can eat a meal that involves an activity, um, you know, and it's based on having the bread in the bottom, like toasted bread in the bottom of the bowl, ladling thick soup over the top and then dipping and dunking, eating, scooping soup. Fab. So the third thing on the menu is a sweet and it is a berry mellow shortcake. This um, sounds delicious. It's really great actually. And as I was making it, I um, kind of started working out this cake recipe and it's not a new invention by any means. No, I mean, how can a recipe be unless you're Peter Gilmore, I suppose, and you've invented <laughs> the moon? There's this really great one-to-one-to-one-to-one ratio, um, which is canned coconut milk, desiccated coconut sugar and self-raising flour, and it becomes this like super chewy, sticky, delicious thing 
um, that's a lot of fun. So, yeah. So you can taste these three things at Two Goods Cafe yes. in Darlinghurst, yep. which will be open yep. Monday to Friday from 7am till 3. Mm-hmm. And it's at 262 Liverpool Street, Darlinghurst. Yep. Before we round out though, how does ordering one of these dishes support Too Good? All profits proceeds from any of these menu items goes directly towards funding Too Good Co's training process, which, as you mentioned before, is directed at women who are in very unfortunate circumstances. So their training process is absolutely wonderful. That's actually how I initially got in contact with Too Good Co. Being a stylist, I've worked with so many chefs and hospitality groups and I have access to the kitchen staff and I often end up making these fantastic relationships with the people who know all the ins and outs of a big old kitchen. So often I end up finding out that this person or this person has come through a training program that is too good. It just, to me, is so incredible because the fact of the matter is, you know, so often we find ourselves in a stressful situation A lot of us have the luxury of choice, but there are so many of us women who don't have the luxury of choice. And this is what Too Good pushes to change is to give people choice, to give people empowerment and actually retrain them for a job in the hospitality industry. It's fantastic. And you also be able to order these these dishes through the website, I believe. And their catering services too. So you don't have to go into the store. You can order it for... So you've got off. all of the rest of the month to be able to either jump online or head into the cafe. Mm-hmm. The website for Too Good is toogood.com.au and I highly recommend people check it out. Thanks, Me Lucy. Me too. Thank you so much. And that's all we have time for today. As always, you can keep up to date with what's happening around Sydney at broadsheet.com.au and at broadsheet underscore Sid on Instagram. Listener Production.